comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, Walk It In Podcast episode 59, major edition. U.S. Open this week, Jeff. Worlds colliding. We've got live golf participants in the, the field. We've got PGA Tour participants in the field. We've got qualifiers in the field. Rory coming off a big win. I think you, golf golf world is buzzing. It is buzzing. Uh, it's buzzing in Boston, Brookline. This is going to be a fun week. You touched on a lot of things we probably want to talk about on this podcast. Um, but I think it's probably right to start with Rory's win last week. And amongst all the fanfare of, well, is fanfare the right word for live golf? Maybe that's the wrong, the wrong hubbub. word. Yeah. The hubbub. That's a much better word uh, for what happened last week, but Rory winning and being, I, I think it's kind of clear now Rory is the, uh, he is the, the Mel Gibson Braveheart here for the PGA tour <laughs> and for him to get that win and then take a jab at Greg Norman uh, in the final interview with, with Amanda Renner. This is we're we're entering like a WWE like this is just too scripted. This is just I love it, it. feels fake. I love everything about it. The honestly. simulation can also imagine going into this year, the Netflix series coming off of the F one success that this just falls in their lap. Like, give me a break, guys. So, this is a simulation. So how? Um... I actually, I wanted to bring that up. It's funny you did because I, for one, have never been so excited for a TV show before, but um, how, like, what's their um, filming schedule? Like, are they still filming season one? Like is live golf going to be hopefully a, a part of it, or at least like the drama around it, or are they already done? Do you know? They're still filming. Um, and I know this because I was listening to another podcast and the guests were talking about the, having to sign releases and being a part of conversations that Netflix was trying to collect related to live golf. So we are going to rewatch all of this with hopefully a really interesting sort of behind the curtain look, but I also don't feel like that much is behind the curtain. However, I think this week in the press conferences, I don't know how much of them you've caught or the clips you've seen. It is uh, man. It's front and center. And some guys, John Rom. JT, Rory have a very interesting way of approaching the questions. Guys like Kepka, Morikawa are taking a very different approach. And damn, if it's not interesting to see who is hiding behind an announce, a soon to, to announce situation. Right. Yeah. So I mean, let's get let's get into it. A yeah. Little bit. Let's so let's talk about it. I for one, so no laying up. Uh, I don't know if they were the first to tweet about it or not, but. They had mentioned that Rom was playing a practice round with Phil and Kevin Na. So immediately you're like, ah, whatever, there's nothing to it. Phil and Rom are really good friends. They've got the Arizona State connection, Phil's brother and Rom, like, you know, that they're basically family friends. So it's just friends playing golf. And then you're like, well, could Phil actually recruit Rom to live? But then 
Rom obviously had it goes scorched earth kind of on his presser and says that a three round tournament with no cut isn't golf. And absolutely that put that to bed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got guys like Kepka, who it wouldn't surprise me personally absolutely, one absolutely bit not. if he yep. goes to live. Um, yep. He marches to his own uh, beat. His brother's already there. He doesn't care what people think. And Bryson's going over there. So it's an opportunity to measure you know what with yeah. million dollar with million dollar bills. See, but at the same time, and this takes me back to a point I wanted to underline that we I think briefly touched on last week. Um, and I believe maybe this was paraphrased. And so I, I really don't want to pretend that this was a quote, but I feel like I had heard or read something um that was basically like a jab towards. Charles Schwartzel in the win last week that basically like that, that wasn't a win. Like that's a glorified exhibition match. You're not competing. And I think that's good for him for having four and a half million dollars from it or whatever he got. But like at the end of the day, like Rory put his name on a trophy. He's still Rory on the PGA tour and like Charles Schwartzel earning a bigger paycheck than Rory last week. Like, doesn't mean shit to me, honestly. Absolutely, absolutely not. And I think the it was very interesting how last weekend played out. I'll be honest, I did not watch any of the live golf on YouTube. I and I don't really have much interest in it. What I will say is, and I have had many conversations with with friends, you know, outside of this podcast about this. I I think it's clear in this podcast that we are not fans of live golf for a number of reasons. I am interested in the format. From a team perspective, even John Rahm's comments about 54 hole, no cut, not being a tournament. Like I, I, I agree uh, to an extent with John Rahm about that. I, I thought that the, this all happening last week, and then it would be Tony Finau, Rory McIlroy, and Justin Thomas in a final group while Jay Monahan is in the booth talking to Jim Nance. Uh, and I can maybe touch a little bit on my frustration with how the PGA tour seems to be handling this and how, well, we'll get to that, but basically it was a very interesting mix of sequences. Same as I opened up with the whole idea that Netflix just gets this live golf drama dropped in their lap. Like everything is playing out in such a very interesting sort of domino cadence and is setting up for, I don't think like a big moment this weekend, but imagine if one of these live golf guys win. imagine if Brooks mm-hmm. wins or Morikawa wins and defects the next right. week. I mean, I, I don't think those other guys like DJ, DJ is not going to win this week. I don't think Phil, no, uh, Patrick Reed, uh, huh, maybe teaser <laughs> on the bets here in a minute, but I, yeah. I, I don't think those guys are going to get it done. But if another guy who is in the wings waiting to defect does, that could be really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I personally don't think a live golf guy will, uh, will win this week. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So uh, I touched on this a minute ago, and it's just something I wanted to bring up. Did you watch the Jay Monahan conversation in the booth, Jeanette? I saw snippets of it, but uh, did not watch the whole thing. So you go ahead with your opinion. My, yeah. I, my opinion of the whole thing, again, to the Rory McElroy comments and him kind of being this, you know, the brave heart, uh, rally the troops. Hey, let's you know, put the war paint on because it doesn't seem like Rory cares scorched, scorched Mm -hmm. earth for, for Rory. 
the whole thing though just kind of feels a lot of like scorned ex-lover sort of stuff with this like even jay monahan in the booth just kind of like i don't know man i just miss the the dynamic leadership i think the pga tour needs and maybe rory's filling that void and maybe because the void is so big he's trying to make himself so big in all of this mix um but i've just been generally disappointed obviously the PJ tour came out with those suspensions last week and wrote like a two page letter uh, to the players. And I, I don't know, everything just feels a little off with the PJ tour right now. And I'm, I, you said it last week, I think on the podcast, what if we reach this critical mass of players? Like what's going to happen? Like, I don't, I, 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 we're tip of the iceberg. And based on the press conferences this week, I, I expect more, more to come very quickly. Um, I think Rom, uh, Thomas, and um, who's the other guy we were just talking about? Uh, yeah, Rory. Those three seem to be the only three that I feel like are carrying the PGA Tour's water right now. But th- there's, those are three guys that have a lot of respect. Absolutely. So I think, like, you know, I mentioned, like, Brooks Kepka is going to do what Brooks Kepka is going to do, like, whatever that is. But I think it, I think enough people will follow the Rory's and, and Rom's and JT's of the world. And even like Max Homa, like uh, to, um, to a point, like, I think like Max Homa has like a lot of respect in the locker quote unquote locker room. And like, he's obviously outspoken and um, he's out there on social media and giving interviews and all that stuff. And I don't think it'll ever get to a point where like the PGA tour is not, the big dog in town. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to your point, like PGA tour, I, I wouldn't say it's like a sinking ship. I wouldn't say like, yes, Jay, Jay Monahan's probably like not on the most solid ground right now. It over his um, yeah. Yeah. And he's, I think trying to, um, compens- overcompensate a little bit, um, 100%. And, you know, but, um, I, th- I think, like you said, as long as like some of these um, mouthpieces, like Rory, you know, continue to to be in his corner, then I think ultimately he, Monahan, and the tour will be fine. Yeah, I, I agree with that take. Um, we'll see what happens. Given that next week, I believe, is the Portland event uh, for Live Golf, and mm-hmm. um, as the season kicks off for them, so. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think the best word I can use to describe everything that I feel right now is just disappointment uh, across the board. I, I'm one person who, if this person defects, we've already mentioned their name. I will, I'm, I'll be extremely. I'll add an extremely to my disappointed feeling. Would be Morikawa. I just yes. have a lot of respect for him and the way he's handled the early part of his career, and his comments yesterday about basically fake news media regarding live golf uh what mm-hmm. colin right. what like yep. dude that's not the comment of somebody who i think is distancing themselves from joining live golf and as somebody who i've i mean he's in the conversation for me as one of my favorite golfers and i part of that i base it off of like who you are as a person and i just do not agree with the choices made by those that go to live mm-hmm. golf and if that's colin man like all right, dude, I got an open spot on my roster for favorite <laughs> golfer. You're off. See you. If uh, if DJ gets $150 million to join Liv, what's Colin Morikawa's number? $300 million? 
So, okay, quick, quick thought though. Every single day that passes, and now maybe Colin signed something a while back and like he's waiting for the right time to come out with it. I don't know. But every guy who is on the fence, I think we are reaching a point where last week, having played at the Centurion Club in London, they, they are about to be like whatever you could have gotten two or three weeks ago, you're getting less now. You've lost leverage. There's like maybe in your defense to the Colin Morikawa comment, like maybe Colin just still can name a price. Um, but some of these middle tier guys, like oh, even, yeah. even our boy Joaquin, like I haven't heard a peep out of Joaquin. I mean, let's say he's in for this mix. Joaquin's paycheck from Liv is smaller today than it was two weeks ago. I'm, cer- I'm certain of that. Yes, but Morikawa is in a different class. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he can carry water for Liv in a young – him and Hovland, as an example, would be two young guys. You know who right. might go? See you, Xander. I think Xander might be on the, the chopping block. Um, <laughs> serve him right. You know what? Yeah. Can't win a tournament here, but I'm going to go over to live and I'm going to make whatever I can on these tournaments and finish second mm-hmm. and still bank $2.3 million. Yeah, that, that would be something. All right. Well, we've probably given this more air than uh, than it's worth at the moment, uh, but I'm sure more more news will continue to trickle out. And it's it's Wednesday morning. Uh, we're recording this a little bit later than we normally do, but uh, we have the picks and we are off to our next major championship. Anything else from you, Mark, before we introduce the week and what's ahead? No, let's do it. U.S. Open. Wonderful. Yeah. So we are back. Uh, Brookline Country Club, Boston, Massachusetts. Saw a lot of guys last night on the social medias out at the Red Sox game. Should be a fun environment. I I would be very excited to be on the grounds this week and uh, maybe hear some of the, the mass holes chirping some of these guys. Uh, I mean, they certainly make their feelings known. Uh, it should be a fun environment for this weekend. And we are moving into uh, another week where Mark and I both have seven units on the board coming off last week. Tony Finau cashed a winning ticket for both of us for you, a top 10 for me, top 20, top 10, Tony. Uh, he's would back. Would have been nice if he won. Absolutely. At 30 to one, but Ab- absolutely. But Rory outdueled him. Um, he, few few Rory magic shots out there last week. We'll see if he can carry it over this week. And it's a perfect segue into Roy McElroy being the odds on favorite this week at 10 to one, followed shortly by Justin Thomas at 11, John Rahm at 12, Scotty Scheffler at 14. This is the uh, DraftKings numbers. I'm sitting here in, in Chicago. So you may have different numbers based on where you're sitting, but that's what we're looking at on the board this week. Some, sometimes I have better numbers than you. Sometimes right now we're, yeah. right now we're, we're at the same numbers. Yeah. And so this week, uh, clearly some numbers at the top that I don't think are surprising, giving Rory's win. JT competing last week, contending more than competing and coming off of winning the last uh, major, the PGA. Of this group of, let's call it four, Scheffler, Rom, Thomas, McElroy. one, is there a guy that you have on your betting card? If you don't have a guy on your betting card amongst this group, what guy do you uh, feel the best about? What guy are you a little maybe lukewarm towards? Um, maybe a little bit lukewarm towards John Rom. Um, I, I honestly, I... I think that if Rory or JT had a little bit better odds, I would be on both of them um, because I, I do think those two deserve to be the favorites. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if either one of them won. However, I couldn't bet on them at the, at these numbers. Um, I just didn't feel great about it. Um, but I do, I like Rory and JT this week, just not as a better. 
Same. Um, if I had to pick between any of them, I would take Justin Thomas specifically, but I think the number short JT's driving ability, his general, like just, just the swagger. I think that's oozing off JT right now with his, with his game and where he's at and kind of part of this whole live PGA tour conversation. I think JT's carrying some weight on his shoulders, but he's still standing pretty tall. So I'm with you. I would say Rom would be my fade. Um, but at the same time, any four of these guys going out there and dominating the field is not going to surprise a single one of us. Um, and Scotty might honestly be the forgotten man in this whole thing. Like, you know, sure. He didn't putt great last week, T 18, but it's not like Scotty Scheffler has, I mean, sure. He, he he's not winning the tournaments he was winning, but, uh, yeah, but he, he can't just, win every he just week. lost in a playoff a few weeks ago. It's exactly. not like he hasn't fallen off there. Exactly. But for him to be the fourth best odds, I just think it's, it's interesting to me. He's proven yeah. he can do it. So agreed. Um, all right. So none of us starting our nope. card in that area. As nope. we move down the board, a few more guys in the twenties that are interesting. Uh, we start with Patrick Cantley at 20 to one Xander at 20 to one Cameron Smith, 22 Jordan Spieth, 25 Sam Burns, 28 DJ, 28 Shane Lowry, 28 Will Zalatoris, 28. I can't imagine I'd named off. I didn't name one of your picks to start your card this week. Did I, did I hit on somebody? Uh, yeah, so I am on uh, a couple of people in this uh, window, actually. Um, I want to kick it off with Wills Altoris. Attaboy. 28 to 1. Um, I, lo- I love him this week. He, you know he's knocking on the door. Um, he is playing great golf in this field. Um He's going to have to probably improve uh, on the, on this course. Rather, he's going to have to improve around the green and, and on the green. However, off the tee and with his approach, um, he's going to be right there. So I'm hoping he doesn't find some of the thick stuff uh, this week. Um, he is seventh in this field, tee to green, last 16 rounds and 17th in approach. Uh, as far as his uh, last few starts, T5 at the uh, Memorial Second in PGA, we talked uh, 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 at length about when that happened. Um, knocking on the door of not just PGA Tour wins, but major wins. And I really like Zal Torres this week. Um, so I'm going to put uh, half a unit on a win and three quarters of a unit on a top 10, uh, which I think are fantastic odds at plus 330. Yeah, uh, Will Z did not make my card, but uh, for all the reasons you mentioned and his just general pedigree, in his young career in major championships, this feels like a place that Will Zalatoris will just continue to show up. Um, mm-hmm. So I like it. It's not on my card, but I've got no qualms about, about Will Z. Um, my card also starts here. I got two guys in this range. Uh, do you have two guys in this range? Do you have I've another? got more. Yeah, go All ahead. Right. Let, let's see if my first guy uh, tickles your fancy. I, I've got Jordan Spieth. Um, his number right now in front of me is 25. I got it at 28. Uh I think the thing with Jordan Spieth, uh, we've seen this, his performance at this tournament uh, in the past has been, has been good. He's got a win 2015. He does seem to mix that in with some less than stellar showings. But I think what we've seen over the last three months of Jordan Spieth is elite ball striking distance off the tee combined with finding the sweet spot on the irons all the time. The putter continues to let him down, but if you look at this field, which is world-class, uh, he still ranks out really well ball striking. He, the putter isn't there. Um, it's made some small improvements, small, over the last 16 rounds compared to his last 30 rounds. 
one more step in a positive direction with the putter, I think it sets up very well for Jordan Spieth this week. I've got him not only to win um, at 28 to one for a half unit, but I've got a top 20 plus 120 for a unit as well. Awesome. I, uh, I'm not on Spieth because um, I like so many guys in this range. Um, it's a great range. Just, just a little bit more, but, uh, but I don't hate the pick. You know, I'm a Spieth guy. Um, Shane Lowry for me. At, at me too. He's on the card. I was just going to yeah, ask if that awesome. was your guy. So we can tag team this one, but he's 28 to one on DraftKings. Um, having the best year of his life, not the best uh, U.S. Open is not his best major historically. Um, however, um, he's a respectable um, uh, 74th on tour around the green. You know, he's one of the best putters on tour. He's ninth this year in uh, strokes gained approach. Um, coming off some really solid finishes. Obviously uh, he had the, uh, that T3 in the masters, uh, a few other top fives, a top 10 last week at the Canadian open. So he's playing extremely well. Um, and, uh, and he's kept that form up over the last uh, four tournaments or so his last 16 rounds, 14th in the field, T to green, 13th approach, um, 20, uh, excuse me, uh, 35th around the green, excuse me. So he's, he's right up there. Um, and, and I really like Shane Lowry this week. I'm going to do um, half a unit on the win at 28 to one and a full unit on a top 20 at plus 140. Love it. Yeah. A lot of things you said, I, I mean, I agree with he's on my card, same kind of bets, maybe a little bit of a different flavor to it. Um, one, two stats that I looked at heavily this week was total driving combining accuracy and distance. We know distance matters. We know the accuracy with the rough and just general Brookline will be penal. Um, Shane ranks out top 20 in total driving. And you mentioned the consistency in his game. He's also second uh, in the PGA tour this year was first last week, but dropped behind Matt Kuchar now uh, in terms of scrambling, like you're going to have to figure out a way to make par from a hundred yards out in the fairway. You're going to have to hack it out a few times each round and you're going to have to get up and down. And I like Shane Lowry's chances to do that. I like the kind of Parkland linksy vibe that uh, that we get at the country club. And I think that that's going to suit Shane Lowry well. Uh, I got him at plus three, uh, 35, 35 to one, uh, just for the record. I know that that's Did like, I, I, I booked it yesterday, um, yesterday morning when I was preparing the picks. I put a quarter of a unit on it and I got a pop, top 20 plus 140 for a unit. All right. Love it. Um, um, I've got yeah, one please. more pick in this range. Can I guess? Uh, yes, but it's not a, so you can guess the guy, but it's not a traditional pick. Oh, then go ahead. So Sam Burns is also 28 to one. Yeah. I'm taking him in a matchup over Victor Hovland. Um, absolutely love that. He's minus 130, so I'm going to drink some juice a little bit, but I think it's worth it. I'm going to put a full unit, uh, to win a full unit here. Uh, Victor Hovland stinks around the green <laughs> to, to put it mildly. I think he's dead last on tour in um strokes gained around the green and sam burns is playing excellent golf um and that's really all there is to it sam burns is better than victor hovland by a mile in my opinion and uh especially at this course in this tournament with this setup where around the green and on the green matters so much um i think sam burns will dust victor hovland you are exactly right that he is dead dead last in the PGA yep. tour and strokes gained around the green. I wouldn't say Sam Burns is better than Victor Hoppen by miles, 
But I do think that this week does not set up well for Victor Hovland and sets up well for Sam Burns. So yeah, for that reason, I love the pick. Um, and I love Sam Burns. Didn't fit my card, but maybe a DraftKings lineup. We'll see. Victor, speaking of DraftKings, Victor Hovland is $9,700 on DraftKings. Absolutely not. No, thank That's you. That's insane. Yeah. Nope. I mean, pedigree of golfer, yes. Fit for the course and maybe even general like recent form, nah. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. I'm out. Yep. Okay, moving along, we've got a couple more uh, guys. We're going to kind of open the board now as we move into the 30s. We still got some big names. I, I don't know. I would imagine we might get a Matt Fitzpatrick mention, uh, and he's in the 30s. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you. Give me one minute here to add my, my pick in this general window, and then we'll kick it back to you uh, for your next one. I am taking Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to 1 this week. Uh, that's too much value on a guy who has really good performances at the U.S. Open. I've got a win bet for a quarter of a unit and a top 10 at plus 350 for a half unit. Last time we saw Hideki, DQ'd due to alignment markings on his three wood. I, I have this feeling within sort of the Japanese culture. We saw his caddy bow to Augusta national when they won the green jacket, there's a respect thing, right? And I think Hideki, this is a little off the, the stats handicap. I think Hideki's a little embarrassed. I think Hideki feels a little like, you know, this is not something I want to be known for. And he's coming back. I know he's been on a, a neck injury kind of run for a little while, which it's unfortunate, but I think we've kind of moved past that. He looked okay um, at Memorial before the DQ. Hideki plays well in these setups. He drives the ball exceptionally well. I like his high floor this week, and I think he's going to be out for some payback uh, to kind of repair. It's fine. He got DQ, no big deal. But still, I think there might be something in the back of his mind this week. So I'm going to go that route. Okay. All right. Uh, I know you're a Matsuyama f- uh, fan. so He makes the card uh, every so often. He does. Um, in that same window, I'm going to my guy, Joaquin Neiman, this week, Jeff. Um, yep. He's 35 to 1, plays really well in uh, big tournaments and tough tournaments. Um, he's got a little bit of history in the U.S. Opens, uh, finished T31 uh, last year, T23 uh, the year before that. Um, He's playing excellent. He is. Uh, he has one finish um, outside the top 35 uh, since uh, February and um, is kind of on a little bit of a roll, finishing T3 at the Memorial last year, top 25 at PGA uh, and the, the Byron Nelson. Um, those are his last three tournaments. And uh, if you want to throw his uh, last tournament in before that, T12 at the Heritage. So, um, He's playing excellent golf. He is um, 19th in strokes gained around the green. Uh, it's very clear that I am uh, highlighting that stat uh, this year or for, for this tournament. And he's 13th on tour in strokes gained off the tee. I uh, really like what Joaquin Neiman's doing right now. And uh, I think uh, he can get a major uh, victory here uh, at Brookline. I really do. So um, a uh, half unit bet on the win and a full unit on a top 20 at plus 150. Well, yeah. I mean, Joaquin is, uh, we mentioned him earlier in the kind of live golf conversation. He's having a good year. Uh, this could be a, a really big, big moment for him. In that same window, does that kind of wrap it up for you in the 30s? In the 30s, yeah. I got one more guy in the 40s. Okay. I've got one more I'm sure as well. you do also. I do. I do. I don't know if we're going to be on the same guy, but the way you just said you're sure, I maybe you've already got this guy circled. Uh for me, it's Max Homa, and I'm taking him at 45 to one. Is that who you thought I was going to go with? 
Bingo. Uh-huh. My time, oh, man. You can't go without a Max Home of that. I mean, my, absolutely. Too much value. Uh, here, I'm, on, here's my, I'm, on, I'm on him, too. Okay. Full disclosure. Oh, then so we, share. We, we can tag team this breakdown. 45 yep. to 1, quarter yep. of a unit for me. Top 20 plus 160 for a unit. Yeah. Are you, so are you on went, the same boat? Yeah, half a unit at 45 to 1, and then three quarters of a unit on the top 20. Oh wow! But, so putting some heavy money behind the win. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I really, I think, uh, I think Max Homa is is that good, and um, and he's having um, that good of a stretch of golf going absolutely. all the way back for you know, and his he missed the cut at the Farmers in January, and since then he's been absolutely rolling. I I agree with all of that, and if you look at the stats on Data Golf last sixteen rounds, last thirty rounds, the guy's top ten um, in basically every major category. I also thought, in terms of looking at this this uh, this course, we haven't seen it in uh, like well over fifteen, almost twenty years, over twenty years now, I believe. Um, I think it's going to play interestingly, kind of similar to TPC Potomac, where Max won earlier this year. Like I think it's kind of got that Parkland Linksy vibe that. From what I saw when watching Max win the Wells Fargo, I think there's going to be some crossover. Uh, there was some thick rough that day. Max had to get up and down from some tight spots. It was it was not a birdie fest by any stretch. And you're right. He's playing the best golf of his career. Uh, no majors, not necessarily a major record that like jumps off the page at you, but there's always a moment where that can turn around. And I think this is the moment. Yeah, he's not just winning in California. Right. He's not exactly. He's no longer the West Coast guy. Exactly. Um, He's playing excellent. He is not the strongest around the green. Um, However, uh, he did do that well at Potomac. Um, He is one of the strongest putters on tour. Um, His approach game is excellent. In his last um, 16 rounds, 18th in the field, tee to green, 12th in approach, second in putting, second. This guy so, hasn't lost strokes on approach since back in November <clears throat> at the RSM. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. And you're right about the around the green game, but I there's value there. So I'm I'm happy we're both on it. I'm I'm a little jealous that you put a little more, <laughs> a little more behind the wind bet. So I well, that's never that's not always a good thing, but I, I do feel really good about Max Homa. I'm trying to find um there was a Justin Ray tweet that I really liked. Oh, here it is. So players ranked, uh, so Justin Ray tweeted this out on um, Monday. Players ranked in the top 20 on tour this season in strokes gained approach and strokes gained putting. Max Homa, Cam Smith, Sam Burns. Wow. That's it. That's the, li- that's the list. That so is. Max Homa's in good company right there. Absolutely. Um, as we get towards kind of the bottom of the card and rounding out our units, I have one more win bet. And then I've got basically two group winners, some like more uh, uh, prop bets, uh, yeah. should you. So are you, is there any more guys on I've, your card with win bets? No, I've got one play left and that's okay. a, uh, it's a prop. So you could go out and, and take it for the next couple of minutes. Okay. My last win bet, I already mentioned this person as it related to live golf. Um, I'm going to the Patrick Reed. Well, I don't enjoy rooting for Patrick Reed, but at a hundred to one, I can get behind that. I can, especially at the, at the U S open, this is the sort of track and environment that I think Reed's game fits. Well, we've talked on this podcast about some of his equipment changes, which real quick, by the way, did you see the Brooks Kepka news? We talked about him through live golf, but the, the equipment change, 
Yes, I did see that. Dropped the Strixon balls. Yeah. Picked up the TaylorMade driver from back in 2019 when he won. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Or sorry, I'm sorry. 2018 when he won. But anyways, I digress. I just find that interesting. Uh, It's basically my whole point here. Patrick Reed has been in a similar position playing PXG, switched back to things he was more comfortable with from different parts of his career. And he's played very well at this tournament uh albeit not at this course in the past and he is coming off of better performances like last week we really liked Fino, right and he showed a couple glimpses well three weeks mm-hmm. ago patrick reed top 10 he's showing more glimpses of patrick reed and he's going to an environment that he excels in um and god damn if it wouldn't be a patrick reed moment to do something like win this tournament and then as he's already told everyone he's leaving for live golf they've, they've announced it but kind of his like sunset ride. Um, mm-hmm. God, that'd be so, so Patrick Reed. Um, and if we're talking about this being a simulation for Netflix and like everything working out yeah. perfectly, talk about content. Um, He'd win just F you, F you, yes. F you, oh, I'm the, out, F you. The, the post game <laughs> press conference would be electric. Uh, yep. God, they're going to need, they're going to need something for that. So anyways, I got a quarter of a unit on the win, but I do have him as a group winner for plus 350 for a unit. He's going up against Aaron Wise, Kevin Na, our boy Davis Riley, who I'm fading this week, and Brian Harmon. Mm-hmm. Amongst that class of players, Patrick Reed and his general form is really, I think, competing only against Davis Riley. And I think in this case, for a plus 350, I like the value. Yeah, for sure. I've got one more just uh, sort of matchup group winner thing. So you go ahead with yours and then I'll round it out. Yeah, uh, prop bet. Uh, I did this last major. Um, DraftKings offers them. Highly, highly recommend checking these out. Um, finish parlay, uh, top finish parlays. So uh, I am going to a top 20 finish parlay. Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, John Rahm. Four guys to finish in the top 20 at 12 to 1 for half a Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know what odds were going to be next to that number. I would have put it at a lot shorter than 12 it's to 1. 12 to 1. Rory, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, and Rom. So Lowry's the only person I have um, a win bet on. I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the pod, I, I really like Rory and JT anyway. Um, so obviously happy throwing Rory in there. Fitzpatrick's my guy. I think he's going to do really well this week as well. Just didn't Won like the, the USAM butter. at this yep. course. I just didn't like the numbers better. And then um, Rom's always got the chops to be in the top 20. So um, Rory, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Rom, 12 to 1, finished top 20 for half a unit. I'm a, I'm a fan of that, and I'm a fan of that number too. Uh, tremendous value, it would seem. Yes, sir. To, to finish my card, um, I've got one more Euro, uh, and that would be Tommy Fleetwood, group winner plus 300 uh, for one unit. He is going against Harold Varner, Justin Rose, Russell Henley, Russell Henley, Abraham answer. Uh, Justin Rose almost shot a 59 last week, maybe even a 58. If things broke his way, he shot a 60 with three bogeys. I know like any bogey to par five. Most guys were birdie mm-hmm. at least. Um, so crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't take that into the handicap, like great round, Justin, a tremendous round but I don't think it's going to show up for four days. Tommy Fleetwood's been playing better golf of late. I 
had no business in the end betting Tommy Fleetwood at anything other than beat four other guys. Um, I'm not interested in Tommy Fleetwood winning this event. I'm just more interested in basically being a better class of player than Varner, Rose, Henley, and Answer. And don't get me wrong. Henley, Answer, Varner, all playing well, all strike the ball well. But Varner and Answer, I think they're over their skis this week. I'm actually a little bit more concerned about a Russell Henley type who is kind of a grinder and ends up kind of showing up at the end of the week at T15 or better. Um, But I think Fleetwood's game is in a good place. Uh, I don't think he's going to contend this week, but I think amongst this group of five golfers, he has a really good chance and three to one for a unit feels like Mm -hmm. some good value. So, yeah. Um, that is seven units, uh, for both of us on this major week, anybody that we didn't talk about that maybe didn't make your betting card, or maybe you just feel like is a tremendous fade this week. Is there anyone else out there that you want to give a a mention to? No, uh, other than, um, so I, I did, I thought long and hard about Xander. We didn't really talk about Xander uh, a lot, uh, during this episode, but he plays really well at us opens and, um, you know expect him to probably play well again i just uh ran out of units i guess didn't want to put any units on him i don't really know but uh it wouldn't surprise me to see xander up there on sunday who's one guy shorter than 30 to 1 where you were like they absolutely will not win and if they win you'll eat a lemon oh um that's gotta be uh What's Hovland's odds right now? Uh, he's at Hovland is one. Yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't count. All right, he doesn't count. Uh, I would probably say DJ or maybe even Cantlay. I was gonna say if Patrick can't, can't play. Can, yeah. Patrick can't play majors is gonna can't, Cantlay stinks in majors. Of course, he's gonna win this week now. Um, but uh, so he's twenty to one, which is outrageous to me. Well, and uh, yeah. and DJ is twenty eight to one. I don't think he's gonna win either. My guy, uh, I think it's Cameron Smith. Uh, Cameron Smith is a great golfer. Cameron Smith is also a very aggressive golfer. And I imagine his inconsistency with the driver will penalize him. Um, also not putting very week. well right now. Right. And that's yeah, a calling card for him. So mm-hmm. that's my guy for inside the top 30 that, sorry, sorry better than 30 to one odds. Yeah. yeah that, that will not win this week. Um, quick recap of the bets and then we'll, we'll shut this thing down, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You you kick um, us off. You want me to? Okay, cool. So um, start off with a matchup. Uh, Sam Burns, I'm going to drink some juice, minus 130 over Victor Hovland. I think that is an easy win. I'm going to uh, put a uh, uh, unit on that. Will Zalatoris, 28 to 1, half a unit on a win. Three quarters of a unit on a top 10 at plus 330. Shane Lowry, another guy, 28 to 1, I really like. Half unit on that. And a full unit on uh, top 20 for Lowry at plus 140. Joaquin Neiman, half a unit to win at th- uh, 35 to 1. And a full unit on a top 20 at plus 150. Max Homa, half unit on a win at 45 to 1. Uh, three quarters of a unit on a top 20 at plus 160. And then I'll finish it out with a top 20 finish parlay. Rory, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Rom, 12 to 1, half a unit. Love it. 
My seven, similar to you in a few respects, but I'm starting with Jordan Spieth, 28 to one for a half unit to win top 20 plus 120 for a unit. Shane Lowry, little better number, 35 to one for a quarter unit, top 20 plus 140 for a unit. Hideki Matsuyama to win 40 to one quarter of a unit, top 10 plus 350 for a half. Max Homa, I'm right there with you. I only have a half unit on it, but I do have the top 20 plus 160 for a unit. Patrick Reed, Live Golf's poster boy, 100 to one quarter of a unit and a group winner over Aaron Wise, Kevin Na, Davis Riley, Brian Harmon, plus 350 for a unit. And then Tommy Fleetwood to beat Harold Varner, Justin Rose, Russell Henley, Abraham Answer, three to one for a unit. That's seven, seven for me, seven for you. Mark, it's a major week. This is the kind of week that I think gets you back on your winning ways. I got to do it, Jeff. I got to do it. I feel it for you. A little bit. <clears throat> I've had a couple of weeks where my putter's been a little bit offline. Shaky. And, shaky. Uh, yep, we're back. We're back in Brookline, baby. Absolutely. And you know what? If it's Shane Lowry, if it's Max Homa, shared prosperity amongst the go. podcast. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, some okay. fun props. This is a fun week. I look forward to. There's just something about the U.S. Open and the the conditions and the flags and the general vibe. It's Wednesday morning. We've already had some fireworks this week. I think we're in for a really good tournament this weekend. Enjoy it and join us again next week on the Walking In Podcast. <laughs>